brief message this morning, I mean this evening. I'm used to morning. We should have rehearsed this. Anyway, um, I have a brief message for you this evening. Again, I'm glad for all the, the familiar faces and, and the visitors and the family that I probably see this time every year, the friends and family that come. We're glad that you're here to worship with us. Um, but we have a, a really a, a verse that's um, that we read earlier in our scripture reading. Uh, Luke 2, 8 through 11. And before, I, before we read God's word yet again, let me, uh, let me pray. Uh, would you join with me? Lord God, um, we, we are grateful that, you, um, that we can gather together in your name this evening, that we can um, enjoy fellowship with one another, be reminded that there are many, many others in our community and around the world who, who look to you for to keep your promise to be faithful, to be to be the one who brings who, who loves us and brings your light to the world and who gives us hope. Um, we're not alone in that. We give you thanks um, for the testimony that just that is present, just the people coming tonight, that we are looking to you for our hope and our peace and for love and, and, and contentment. We thank you that you have done that. Lord, we, we lift up those that are, that are sick and hurting right now. We, we lift up those who are healing from various ailments and hurts. Lord, we, we, we pray that you would be with, continue to be with Charlie Neal. We thank you for him being here and seeing him through a, um, this hip replacement. Um, Lord, we, we lift up those that are struggling with various illness, many of our that we know have COVID, uh, Mike Pruitt and, and, uh, and Phil Stumbo's grandson. We pray for their healing and many others who are dealing with sickness in this time of, of uh, really harsh weather. Lord, we also lift up um, uh, Phil, Phil's grand, uh, great-granddaughter, Olivia, who is just uh, a month old and who's dealing with... Um, in the hospital with pneumonia, Lord, we pray that you would be with her, bring healing to her little body, be with her parents, Tyler and Jen, and take care of them and uh, encourage them. And we pray for her full restoration, Lord God. Thank you for a time of worship, a time of rejoicing in the good news. And, and Lord, be with us now as we read your word. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see uh, the good news this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke 2, 8 through 11. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Um, I want to I want to focus on a phrase that's you know it's, it's probably not the uh, the main point of this passage, but it's significant. I want to focus on this idea, this 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 thing that the angels said when they showed up: "Fear not." Um, and I want to focus on that because um, if if you if you really stop and think long and hard about life and about the future. And about the unknown, there's there's really there's a lot to be afraid of. 
Some of us in this room are about to graduate and go to college in the next year or so. And that could be scary, the unknown. Some of us are getting ready to retire. And uh, we're worried, you know, thinking about, okay, what's the, what's the economy, what's the stock market going to be like when we're ready to, <laughs> to, to, to you know, clock in our final day? Some of us are, are concerned about our children. And, and uh, we, we, we think about them as we should and, and we pray for them. But there's, there's, there's fear. Are they going to be okay? Are they going to figure it out, figure out life? Are they going to love the Lord as I want them to? I, you know, so much that we think about and, and we pray about and we're concerned about. And sometimes we're so concerned, we're so afraid, we're so anxious that we, we don't pray. There's probably some people in the room that feel, that feel ashamed that they're anxious, that, 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 that feel like, I, I'm, a, I'm grown, I shouldn't be afraid of these things. I, I trust the Lord, I shouldn't fear. And yet we live with these real fears. And, and some of the kids in the room are going, you mean the mamas and the daddies get afraid too? <laughs> And yeah, we do. We do. There are a lot of real things. There are imaginary fears, but there are real things that, that we could be anxious about, that we can be afraid of. There's so much real darkness in this fallen world. And sometimes we can be motivated by fear. We make our decisions out of fear. Sometimes it's out of fear that we cut people out of our lives. You've hurt me once, then I, you know, I'm not going to let you do that to me again. I'm not going to let you in anymore. I'm going to cut you out. And really, you said, is that practical? Is that self-preserving? It's really, it's really thinking about relationships and managing them out of fear. Um, sometimes we don't want to let people into our homes, into our lives, because why? We might lose some of the things we have. We might have to give up some freedoms and, 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 and things, and, and we're worried. We don't want to give. We don't want to be generous, because what if I don't have enough? There's so many things we do, we can do wrongly out of fear. So my question to you tonight is, think, think about this with me. What are you afraid of? What worries keep you up at night? Well, I think one of the things that the shepherds were not anxious about and were not anticipating was what happened. <laughs> you know, they were sitting there worried about, did we get the, did we get the count right on the sheep? <laughs> um, is, is the person that's hired us to watch over their, their, their flocks, is he going to pay us? Um, I, wonder, I wonder how my family's doing as I'm standing out here camped out with the sheep. They had a lot of things they were thinking about and worried about. And then... Out of nowhere to them, what happens? An angel of the Lord shows up. And, and he says, fear not. Um, he needed to say that because when we look in the scripture and we see people come face to face with an angel, they're always afraid. <laughs> you know, we have this idea of angels, you know, little like maybe Valentine's angels, little cherubs with wings, you know. Uh, I remember most of the flannel graph little pictures I saw as a kid growing up. If you're two, if you're younger than 30, you probably don't know what flannel graph is, but you know, your little worksheets or, you know, that you did in Sunday school, you saw the angel, they're like smiling with wings. They look kind of like welcoming and you go, why would they be afraid? But these are, these are mighty, glorious uh, messengers of God, uh, mighty warrior messengers who represent the king, the, the creator of the universe. 
And there's reason to be afraid. Um, if you go to Revelation 19, we preached that a while ago. Um, when John, who had seen these visions of angels, and but in Revelation 19, in verse 9, it says, And an angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. And in verse 10, John says, I fell down at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, you must not do that. I'm a fellow servant with you and your brothers and your brothers who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. So they're so glorious and mighty to behold that John, who's seen many angels and all these amazing visions, he saw the dragon, he saw all these things, and this is the time where he just goes, he hits the ground and worships an angel. So there's reason to be afraid. There's reason to be startled. More than just someone coming up into their campfire while they weren't expecting them that snuck up on them at night, but it wasn't just a, a person with wings. Anyway, there's no mention of wings, actually, if you think about it. But there's this glorious messenger of God, this warrior, one of the heavenly hosts, standing before them, speaking, and they were afraid. But more than just his presence and the nature of who he is, there's more reason to be afraid than that. The other reason to be afraid here is because these angels bring the word of Yahweh. They bring the word of God. And the word of God has power. It's effectual. And his word is final. What, one of the reasons to fear is what might, these me, what might this messenger actually say to me? What is God's word to me tonight? I think these shepherds understand that they do not deserve a good word from God. They're probably thinking, I'm a lowly shepherd. I'm a sinner. I'm nothing special. What good thing can God, the God of the universe have to tell me? Probably a message of curse and judgment, not a blessing. Probably not a message of grace, but a message of judgment and wrath. There is much reason to be afraid. They're not crazy to be scared. But, and this is the good news, this message of God starts with fear not. When every instinct, every fiber of their being says, this is going to be bad. <laughs> he shows up in all the glory of a heavenly being and says, fear not. You should be afraid, but you don't have to be. And this is profound. Why is there no fear here? Because the word that he brings is not a word of curse, not a word of judgment, but he brings good news of great joy for all the people. What is the good news this evening? What's the good news that night for the shepherds? That the Savior, the promised Messiah, the Christ, has come. The, the one that's been promised from before, and, and, and Rick mentioned this, the, the promise that goes all the way back to the fall, to Genesis 3, that, that a 
seed of the woman would crush the head of the seed of the serpent. That, that a greater prophet than Moses would come. A greater king than David would come. A greater a king who's, who's, who would always sit upon the throne. His reign would be eternal and forever. This Messiah has been born. The good news is that your longing for justice and peace has come. The good news is that, that the world, that your desire for the world to make sense has finally come. That your desire to belong and to be brought into the fellowship of, of God has come. It's, the good news is that your sin will now be dealt with. The good news is that you'll now be, you're going to be redeemed through this Savior. The good news is that God has drawn near, that God Himself has come. And this good news isn't just for the haves. This good news isn't just for the people whose lives are, go- lives are going great. It's for the shepherds. It's for the dirty people that smell like sheep. <laughs> it's for the guys that that were far from the top of the social ladder, top from far, far from the top of the economic ladder. They didn't even get a stable to sleep in. I mean, a, a barn, right? They're out in the, sleeping under the stars with the animals and the messenger comes to them. The angel shows up to the least of these. Why? Because we can read this and we can we can hear the gospel and go, yeah, the gospel, yeah, the gospel's I think it's true, but I, I, I really I just I don't think it's for me. I, it can't be me. It can't it can't be for me. I've 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 run away from God too long. I've I've messed up and I've sinned too much. I've 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 pro- made promises to God and I have not kept any of them. Surely this good news of salvation of of eternal love and hope and peace cannot be for me. I am too low. I am too far gone. And. That's why the messenger shows up, not into the court of Herod, not into the palace in Rome, not to the emperor, not to the the richest person in Bethlehem, but to the lowest, the shepherd. And he says to us, us lowly sinners, fear not. I bring you not a word of judgment, Not a word of condemnation. Actually, I bring to you good news of great great joy for all the people. For the Savior has come. If that is true for you and me, and I'm convinced it is, let's go back to those fears. (laughs) Let's go back to those worries. Your fears concerning your your work, your family, your marriage, your children. The the thing that should concern us most, the, the thing that we should most fear is rejection from our God. 
But if you look to Christ, if you look to Him, there will never be condemnation. Because if He, if he died for your sin, it would be unjust for God to ever condemn you for it. It's done. It's finished. That was His word on the cross. It is finished. Your God says to the shepherds, and He says to you tonight, Fear not. I am with you. The one who will absorb the wrath will come, as He says to the shepherds. To you and me, the one who absorbed the wrath of God has come. Our ultimate fear has been relieved. And if that's true, then we can live in the freedom, joy, and peace of Christ. Isaiah 43, verses 1 through 3 says, He says, But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overcome you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame will not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom. I'll stop there. We, we, sang, a, we sang a song just before I preached that it's so true, it's so real, it's so, it's so um, earthy and, and just true to, true to life. We sing this Christmas song, and I love this one because it, it, it speaks to Christ coming into the brokenness and the fears of our life. He says, um, And ye beneath, this is the third line, the third verse, And ye beneath life's crushing load, whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way with painful steps and slow. Merry Christmas, right? <laughs> Look now, for glad and golden hours come swiftly on the wing. O oh, rest beside the weary road and hear the angels sing. The angel says, fear not. There's good news of great joy for all the peoples. That includes you this evening. There's good news. Words of love, words of joy, words of peace because our Lord Jesus, our Emmanuel has come. Let's pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks that because of your coming, because of your life, your death, your resurrection, we do not have to fear. It doesn't mean that we will not be, that we will not struggle, that we will not feel at times out of control that we will not have to endure hard circumstances, but what it means is that the final word, the final truth to us as your people is, fear not, I love you. Fear not, I'm with you. Fear not, there's good news. So Lord, give us, give us hope in the struggle, hope in the, in the hurts that we might have to deal with this year, but we thank you that we do not have to fear you ever abandoning us we do not have to fear your rejection, for Christ has come. Keep us secure, draw us near, even through the hurts. Help us to see your love and your sufficiency. We thank you for this evening.
And we pray that you'd prepare us now as we partake of the Lord's Supper. Lord, help us this, these common um, elements of the, the fruit of the vine and the bread, uh, though they are normal, everyday things that we see and, and partake of. But in this hour, as we partake of them t- together in, in worship of you, we thank you that, they, that in this meal we are drawn to you, that you commune with us in a special way, And we pray that as we take of this meal together, that our our faith would be strengthened, that you would help us to know that there is no fear in you because of you. And we, uh, we pray this meal would be a blessing to us all. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.